T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas. For the Playmakers. Greetings and salutations to your Fridays, people. Welcome back to another edition of the Playmakers, our final one for the week, but not really. Not technically true because. We um, got bonus episodes? We got there's something of uh, that effect. Uh, Sunday, starting at 1 p.m., Adrian and I, Lindsey Brown, will be at the Stadium Swim Big Game Viewing Party, Circa. Downtown Las Vegas. You want to watch the big game? What a place to do it. Like Circa, because they got 40-foot tall high-definition screens. We're just going to be chilling in one of their six pools, looking at said screens in that 70-degree weather. That is totally normal for this time of year. But if you're looking for more information on what's going on for that viewing party, visit CircaLasVegas.com. And then, again, catch our show, which is starting at 1 p.m., uh, running till three, but the viewing party starts at 11 technically. And I didn't mean to start our show with a plug, but sometimes that's just exactly what the outlet calls for. I know it's going to be a super Sunday, but today is a, a marvelous Friday. I'm feeling good. Like, Are I'm, you? Yeah. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling uneasy. Why is that? Uh, for a lot of different reasons that we're going to get into because we have uh, a, a unique opportunity on this show Adrian where we you and I have both played sports at at differing levels and degrees and we talk about sports at differing levels and degrees and sometimes those things merge together most of the time they spend most of them merge together but we're gonna be getting into that in our can opener here in a second we're gonna talk about the NFL awards we have people earning those honors as well as names going into the hall of fame busts will be brought forward uh don't make it awkward that's going to close out the top of our first hour here, which is basically about Kevin Durant avoiding James Harden eye contact by all means. <laughs> uh, footies of footballs, as we mentioned, big games on Sunday, so I'm sure we'll have plenty to dive into with that. We have an interview with one Mr. Ryan McDonough, close personal friend of the program, has been with us before, but is rejoining us to talk about the NBA trade deadline, the settling of the dust in the day after, and how he thinks everybody's moves are going to shake out down the long run. And then I kind of have a, a little bit of a hockey segment to to close out our show, but we kind of touched on it yesterday. So it's mostly me just playing uh, Mar- Martin St. Louis audio from his introductory press conference Your yesterday. Boy. And then, like, whatever else we want to end the show with because, you know, we got to have fun. We got to leave room for exploration for – uh, imagination. 
and we're looking to pique your interest. And so what we do to start out our show each and every day is our can opener seg- segment. If it's a can of corn, a can of worms, can of whoop-ass, whatever is needed, this is the space and the place to really let yourself stretch out a little bit because we have a whole heck of a lot to get through. But this particular subject needs a little bit more tender, loving care. Are you familiar with one Mr. Christian Pulisic? Yes, the, the savior of U.S. men's soccer. Correct. And he plays over, I, I believe, in, in Europe during the regular season. They're currently in that CONCACAF qualifying part where their men's team, at least for Team USA, is trying to qualify for the World Cup. They played Honduras and Minnesota last week or the week before, and it was like literally one degrees outside. Literally. Yeah, it was an absolute disaster. But the Team USA ended up winning three to nothing. And we have to remember, I mean, we haven't really forgotten, that the men's team is not the more successful of the two uh, when it comes to our proud soccer programs here. They missed out on the World Cup last time. I was just refamiliarizing myself with the process in which they uh, select the teams for said World Cup. It is exhaustive. I mean, it I is expansive. And uh, it makes a lot of sense, the amount of pressure that, that Christian is talking about because he came out and talked about how he feels – that he is that savior, that he needs to be that savior for the U.S. men's soccer team because, as we just mentioned, the the success just hasn't been there. And it's honestly kind of one of the biggest uh, case studies in the world of soccer slash football because we should be more, better at soccer considering how much money we put into it, how much investment there is, considering we're one of the wealthiest nations in the world. We shouldn't be left out on the outside when it comes to World Cup qualifying, but there's just they're so far behind. It's almost like the men's team is an Ill, uh, uh, in comparison to you know the, the Spains of the world, the Brazils of the world, the Argentinas of the world. They're so far behind. How do you catch up? Well, you could say that about just the deficit that women have to deal with to catch up to just where the men are because they just got a big honking head start in terms of interest, money, investment, everything, and they're doing their best to make some noise. And Christian has been anointed in this Captain America basically tag since he was a teenager. They've had it there. We've had his, our eye on him from a, from a very young age, and. I always got nervous about it because do you remember the name Freddie Adu? Yeah, of course, Freddie. Yeah, that was a big kid sports illustrated covers for days. He was in my middle school yearbook because they had such high plans for him because he was showing such unbelievable skill for his age. But ultimately, he ended up not making really that much noise at the pro level or at the the national team level. But Christian has been able to win uh, win a Champions League title, has been able to uh, make a name for himself, I think, over in the Bundesliga. But ultimately... He will be judged on his success with Team USA. And do you ever feel like that, that amount of pressure? Because the savior complex, whether you have it placed on yourself or by others or not, is something that I'm, I'm familiar with. But uh, do, you, do you have something similar in your background? I mean, I, I think it's the pressure to want to be successful at whatever I'm doing, whether it's sports or mm-hmm. here or just in general being a dad. Um, but the... Like, I think we should state, like, Christian uh, Pulisic, he was the youngest USA member. He was on the World Cup qualifying team, trying to get the team into the World Cup at 17 and a half. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. And it's, you know, with LeBron, one of the things I give credit to LeBron to is is all the pressure and all the hype that he had since he was 15, 16. Like, it's kind of unbearable. And when you talk about soccer and the U.S. team, and yesterday we were talking about the Olympics, about 
training for four years, mm. I think it's amplified because like with LeBron, you have every season, every year to get an opportunity where the, where the World Cup, whether it's the Olympics, like if you mess up, now you're talking about an eight-year span where you're disappointed at how you did at the World Cup. You missed the World Cup, and now you're trying to get to it again. And that just amplifies the pressure. The, uh, the pressure. And, like, for the U.S. And, and just all the resources, and it's, it's unfathomable. It's kind of ridiculous that they couldn't even make the tournament. And for him to feel all that pressure, especially at that young age, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that I can't imagine. Yeah, and and he's definitely feeling the effects of it on his performances because he's really struggled to make an impact in the first couple of matches uh, last month. At least that's what the articles are telling me because I'm not a soccer expert, but I know what pressure is. And a lot of people say pressure is a privilege, but with those privileges come great responsibilities. And when you start not performing to the level that's expected of you, those privileges and responsibilities will start to fall away. Um, But again... This is a this is a team that is looking for something to believe in. And in a way, Christian almost has to believe in himself too. Because like you said, from a young age, you're told this. You're almost like put in this and you're told to just drink it up like a sponge. And dealing with that and how that affects you psychologically in the game, for me, it was always like if I let in an early goal well, how many more goals am I going to let in before I get pulled? Or if I don't win this game, I'm not going to get played next weekend, or I'm going to have to somehow pull five or six practices out of my butt of of another level to make up for the fact that I just performed poorly. And how just the presence of that questioning completely takes you out of the mindset of creation, of being free in that moment of playing. And some people can kind of segment themselves where once they put the gear on, once they put the boots on, like they can kind of go into tunnel vision. I wasn't like that. I wasn't like that. I had to fight my brain every second I was in there. And I'm sure everybody else has that to, to a different degree, but not everybody's dealing with the same backpack, right? And so I first of all, I want to commend uh christian for coming out and talking about this because just mental health doesn't always have to be about the discussion of the after of all the bad things that i went through now i'm on the other side sometimes you you have to be a more proactive approach and i I think it matters when when athletes speak up and say hey i'm struggling with this because most of the time if they don't say anything we just assume that they're fine we just assume that everything's good and that we can just kind of say whatever it's almost like they they build up that wall and they're not they're not really there, but the more that they come out and say this humanizes, I think this helps quell a little bit. And and the maturity aspect. Absolutely. To, to, you know, and I think not only for him, now now his teammates have an understanding. Uh, so ESPN put out the article talking about this. One of his quotes, he said, for example, in the last national team games, the first couple, I'm going into the game thinking I need to overperform and do something to save the team. Now he realizes there's no need for that because we have a very strong team. And mm-hmm. it's hard because he's been involved. Hero in, Yeah, and, and he's been involved in now two teams trying to go to the World Cup. Like we just said, yeah. he is 23 years old. So for him to, to realize this, to talk about this, this is only beneficial. Like this kid is still, he's still a kid. <laughs> like, And he, right. he's, he's about to go into his prime and there's room for improvement and not just skill-wise, 
the maturity and learning this and going through this. Like that's how that's how you become quote unquote Captain America and more importantly help your team and help others mm-hmm. um and just try to be the best teammate and best player that you can. Like I, I can imagine he feels like that backpack is kind of off of his back and he, he can he can play now and I think he realizes that it, it's the the whole team they can make the World Cup. He doesn't have to do everything. He can trust his teammates. And that's super important because that I just gives I think that's an himself- active proving ground, though. Like, you have to dig yourself out of that hole if you're not playing well. And you can say, well, I'm, I'm going through all this pressure and I, this is what needs to happen. But you actually have to go out there and prove it to yourself. And then your teammates have to go back and prove it to you, too. Like, earlier today, I had the opportunity to join a call with a lot of alumni from my from my school at St. A's because our hockey programs, like a lot of other college athletic programs, are going through changes. And we're all a little worried about, okay, so, like, what's the future going to be like? What's the competitive uh, environment like? Like, where, where are we at? Because it's changed dramatically from when I was there, and that was only six years ago. And so – and I had pages written up. I wrote note cards out last night. I had taken notes the other night when we had, when we had gotten together on the call because we were formally meeting with, like, the president of the, of the college, with members of the of board of trustees, with coaches, all of that other stuff. And I got to the point where I had it all laid out in here. I was studying. I was ready for it. And then it wasn't my turn to speak, but I wanted to speak. And then somebody else took it, which was fine because it's a Zoom call and it's whatever the the discussion goes where it does. And then all of a sudden, instead of being able to go about the business that I wanted to in the way that I did, I got frazzled a little bit. And so when I I finally needed to take my turn because I need to start prepping for this show, I feel like I did a terrible job. Like, I feel like I didn't, I didn't get to most of the notes that I, I'd wanted. I could, I, this happens to me on, all the time on the show as well, where I'll start out a sentence or a thought, and then I'll lose it halfway through. And sometimes I'm able to grab the tail again and, and, and loop it all back in. But other times I'll just be like, okay, I have no idea where I am and I just need to start something different or, or at least make a guess. And then once I start guessing, then big parts of my argument fall away. And all of a sudden, I, I know I didn't say anything offensive. I know I didn't say anything that probably wasn't helpful, but it wasn't what I wanted. Like I had this built up, like I had this pressure that it, the program doesn't need saving. Like the program is, is healthy, but I see writing on wall like we all do. If we if we if we don't start being proactive and intentional about things, yeah. things can go south. And so, like, I felt and I still feel pressure to be a responsible teammate and advocate for that. And I have other teammates that were on the call and, and I have plenty of other teammates that weren't on the call. And it was from different eras of, of the program on both of the men's and women's side. But I just feel like I did such a disservice. And. I hope that I get another chance, but that's right. I mean, like I, I can understand what it, you could do all that you possibly can to prepare. I mean, I did this in hockey games too. You go through the same routine. You try to make sure you just kind of recreate it, leave a little bit room for, for coloring outside the lines. Cause you don't want to be totally stringent on everything going yeah. right for you to play well. Um, but ultimately sometimes it's just about somebody cutting you off in traffic the couple minutes before that's enough. And, that's super frustrating for someone like me who likes to have a lot of control in her life and has created a, an environment and a routine to help foster the best out of me. And when that when everything goes right up to that point, except for the performance, 
it's just a different type of internal friction and pressure. And so until I have that chance to rectify or to to further my point, hopefully in person, like I, I just I don't think the Zoom was probably the, the easiest thing either. But I'm not going to feel right about it. And that's why with, with, with Christian, with this team, whether he's able to get back on track himself individually I think what truly needs to happen is that this this team needs to qualify for the World Cup. 100%. They need to qualify. Until that happens, I, I, I think, first of all, the team's obviously not going anywhere, but Pulisic is literally going to start fracturing. It, it, it will become a problem. I mean, just look at all of the missed opportunities that they had with other big names in this sport, like Clint Dempsey or Tim Howard yeah. or all of these guys that just – we're on the precipice, but never quite got it done. And so sometimes it really is about achieving the bare minimum because they haven't made it there yet. Maybe that's another thing that irks us about this whole thing. We're, we're supposed to be exceptional. And we can't even get into the dance. Exactly. And when you bring up, like, and you feel disappointed, like you didn't ask the right question. Now imagine that you now can't ask a question for exactly. four years. and. Mm-hmm. Not only the pressure that that he has and that you have on yourself and your expectations for yourself, you have an entire country mm-hmm. adding that pressure. So it, it really is. It, it's and it's people something... can say use it for fuel, just take it and internalize it. You're like, I get it, but my gas tank only hurt, uh, holds eight gallons, and now I have literally six hundred and seventy-five. And not only that, just like the you don't plenty know, of fuel. you don't know. Not even in terms of just the physical practice and, and, yeah. and trying to make sure your skills like. Like mentally, what he's thinking about and how it's on his head and mm-hmm. just wanting to be successful and trying to get every edge that he can. Because at the end of the day, he's a competitor and he's an athlete. So for me, this is like it, it, it's huge for him to just talk about it and, and let it be out in the open mm-hmm. for himself, more importantly. And then for his team and, and for, for him playing, like I, I think this is a huge, huge positive. But like you said, Getting to the dance, that's the first sigh of relief because yeah. you can have all these expectations. Hey, we, we need to make sure we win a couple games. Hey, we want to qualify, get into the 16, into the top eight, and, and compete with all these other countries uh, like we think we should. Yep. You need to get to the dance first. So Little I, moments of trust falls, like when you eat crap on the, on the soccer pitch and then your teammate somehow miraculously comes up with the defensive play anyways. Like when you get to your ass saved by your teammates. That's when those little moments of trust are built up, so then it takes that pressure off you. Well, even if I do mess up trying my, my absolute best, I know that they got me. And that's it's about shattering your own ceiling and driving your own escalator. And I'm not a soccer expert, but I'm going to channel my dad who, who played on the Costa Rican national team. He oh, was okay. A coach you just soccer. bring this to this conversation yeah, yeah. now? Yeah, my dad um, also uh, coached in, in Cleveland, a high school coach, too, uh, for soccer, loves the sport. Um, he says that the USA team is better than they were um, in 2018, 2019. So that only helps not having to have that pressure. You know, you brought up Dempsey and Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2019, you know, some people thought that they were too old to be on the team and that they needed younger talent. Well, that's not a problem this year. Right. So. Well, we all know that talent always wins out as well. We always pick right. the best qualified thing. Sometimes it's just about picking the people that are recognizable. And ultimately, if you become successful, you will become recognizable. It can't be the other way around. And so. Best of luck to Team USA, at least get some inspiration from the ladies on their side because we know that they're going to be more than ready to go. And I'm ready to move on with the rest of our show, and I didn't even mean to make it rhyme, but it is time for the NFL Awards. On the other side of the break, 11-4 to the bet. You and I decided we were going to 
take our space and what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August, an entanglement with August, an entanglement with August, an entanglement, an entanglement, an entanglement with August, an entanglement with August. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. You ever find a loop you just want to stay in? <laughs> like, like right now in this moment in life? to a show earlier this week. It's all podcastable on that free Odyssey app. We talked about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith and how somehow, while no one asked, we learn a lot about their marriage. It's the group chat that they didn't remove the world from. A lot about their sexual practices. No one asked, really. But, you know, we all got to figure out our own things. Hey, man, Vegas, our own time. Vegas is, is not shy from, like, open relationships. No, Some we're not shy. There. Do whatever makes you happy, you know what I'm saying? I got, I've been on those those dating apps, or at least attempting to do things, and almost every single person is looking for a third. So just shows you the type of waters Whoa. we're swimming in here. And I'm just oh, like, good I, googly, I, I don't know who you are. So this is not the entry point that I would uh, pick for either of us or any of us, I suppose, because it's a company rather than an actual partner. But regardless, Lindsay, there's nothing like a triple threat match. Are you hear that? That is right. You have that right. Adrian triple threat. That is Aaron Rodgers wins his second straight MVP fourth overall in his career. Am I yes, correct in that? I think him, him and Peyton are the only ones to, uh, yeah, reach that plateau because, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but it's, it's award season. So whenever we, we hand out these honors, that we, happened last night, it, by the way? It, it happened. It happened. So we gotta, we gotta bring all the, the boys to the yard or send up the signal. Can what's that, NFL, what's going on with y'all? No, like, I only can saw you commercials. play the button? That's what I'm oh. calling for. How many more ways can I walk you up to the edge without pushing you off, my dude? Oh, Bring wait, me the wait. Grinch. Oh, my goodness. Bring me the Grinch. Bring me the Grinch. <laughs> oh, I'm going to press a button. Award. You never mentioned an award. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm sorry. It is award season. Aaron Rodgers, as we just mentioned, won the MVP last night. Pepsi Rookie of the Year, Cincinnati Bengals. Wide receiver Jamar Chase, not really a huge surprise there. Do we know who else was nominated? Uh, I don't know who was nominated. I do have the rest of the awards, though. Excellent, though. Excellent. We don't need the rest of the losers. Who needs the losers? No one needs the losers. Well, no, no, no. The rest of the winners, not the, the I know. candidates. That's why we're leaving you. them by the wayside. Gotcha. I see what you're doing. Yeah. We're just a couple of seconds off and behind. But that's not a problem for TJ Watt because he knows how to get past the edge. He knows how to get through the line, and he knows how to win AP Defensive Player of the Year awards. I uh, believe that. It's pretty impressive considering that he missed at least two or three games this season. Am I right? Yeah, that's what happens when you play the Browns last game of the season and you sack Baker Mayfield four times, I believe it was. Yeah, (sighs) about that. No hard feelings. And shout out to JJ. You know, JJ getting to give it to TJ and JJ, the bigger brother, got Defensive Player of the Year award before. And then he gives it to his brother, TJ. And I know Derek was probably somewhere in the crowd. Whenever the NFL has problems, they put the Wyatts. The Wyatts? The, the, Who are the, the Wyatts? Wyatts? The Wyatts, the Wyatt family. Drop. WWE, uh, they put TJ and, and, and JJ, and yeah, they, they put them on camera. Shout out to the Wyatts. Well, they're just such a, a good ambassador to the game. I mean, you're right. That with JJ a few years ago, I'll never forget, they did some feature on him, and they basically went to this Wisconsin cabin that he built himself because that's where they're from. Very unfortunate that they had that deck of cards dealt to them. 
But regardless, he's like, you know, I only have so many years in which I can take advantage of this body, of of, of my abilities. <laughs> of this body. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and this is around, probably this is this is probably hard knocks time because that was also when you we were seeing footage of him going out back to the practice field at nighttime after everyone else is done just to work on catching one handed passes from the from the jugs machine. You're like, is this what you do every preseason, JJ Watt? Whenever Regardless, a- you are right. We got to pedal those guys out. We're not here to drink or have fun. We're here to play football and take each other's teeth out of our mouth because we just hit people so hard. This uh, this cabin, I just Googled it, yeah. extraordinary. Glacial, know, is it not? Whenever there's a camera, you know uh, JJ's going to be there. Yeah. Um. So l- let me that see. That was his bachelor pad. I don't know if it's changed since yeah, he's been married. Yeah, this is like a full home. You got a little TV and the kit, double TVs in the kitchen. He Wait, took all the TVs from the Best Buy at Appleton. What are the rest of the people going to do? A little, a, a little fireplace with multiple couches and chairs. Oh, you know damn. I mean? How many antlers you see on the wall what's up, up with there? This, what's up with this article? What article? I mean, this article really, the, it, the bedroom has a bed. Yes, that's how this Congratulations. works. Congratulations. 24-7 sports. So you Get had, it together. You know, a, a long twin or an executive twin? Is that what we called it in uh, I think, no, king size. King. Oh, a second kitchen. You have a second kitchen in a cabin. Must be nice. Yeah, in, in the ba- the basic wilderness getaway. Hey, nothing nothing says You think he wilderness. calls up Joe Burrow, AP comeback player of the year, and says, come on over. Come on over, baby. Maybe so. You, you need to be more more on camera, Joe. Let me show you how to do it. You're about to be a star, so come he to is the cabin. A star. No, he needs to. No, you can't. You cannot like overextend him because there is such such a thing as too much exposure. Well, too quick, Lindsay. I'm telling you, if they win on Sunday, it's, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's over. When you got like uh, what was the dude dating Kim Kardashian? Pete uh, Davidson. Yeah, when you got Pete Davidson doing interviews and talking about now he's in on this yeah, too. He's like, you know what? I oh, like to, but you got to remember. Well, Pete, Pete, Cuddy. It, it's the Cuddy family tree. Like Pete has talked about Kid Cuddy a lot and yeah. loving him on, on night shows and all this stuff. And and so he's like, you know, I don't watch football, obviously, but that Joe Burrow. I know that guy's cool. Right. So that guy's cool. So when you're getting this type so of attention. So he's not inserting himself directly into the, the point of attention. And but he's call, getting the yeah. shout outs. Well, there you go. There you go. Because uh, was it Kanye yesterday that said Billie Eilish when she stopped her concert to make sure somebody got their inhaler or something. Stop making this about the, the thing with World and Travis. Say sorry. You're like, all right. I, I don't, I don't want to say something insensitive because I, I feel like Kanye has some, some mental problems. Um, but yeah, Kanye, you, you, you gotta come on, man. Like yeah, ninety nine of those. Why are you beefing with Billie Eilish? I just uh, the amount of. Why do you think it's about you? <laughs> why do you think it's about your your people? That's that's the thing. It's not always about you, but if you're Cooper Cup, it pretty much is all about you. Anybody that's talking anything offense wise this weekend, um, including his award last night, he won DraftKings Daily Fantasy Player of the Year. Did uh, Jacoby give him that award since she worked? <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. No names, please. No names, please. Okay. Thank no you. Names, please. Uh, 145 receptions led the league. 1,947 yards led the league. 16 touchdowns led the league as a receiver. Uh, got Almost one, broke the record. Yeah, one MVP vote. Just one. Really? He got one. One. I mean, I mean it's a, he's a wide receiver. That's kind of I know, of. but he was probably – how many did Jonathan Taylor get? Jonathan Taylor got zero. That's BS. He got – he did uh, – Jonathan Taylor did get a lot of Offensive Player of the Year awards. Oh, that's but good. I'm sure the, that makes him MVP, feel better. But the MVP, he didn't. <laughs> right? You think <laughs> – 
how depressed are those awards last night for for Rogers for for uh, uh, for Jonathan Taylor for even Dan Quinn, AP assistant coach of the year, Dallas assistant Cowboys. coach of the year. That's a thing, apparently. Yeah, li- we're and don't worry, the kids are the problem in the participation trophy handouts. Don't worry, kids yeah. are the problem. It, it was just first off, NFL. I tried to talk about that at the beginning, like terrible job. I didn't know that this happened. I thought you guys were trying to make this a big thing, <laughs> and like I only saw a commercial on the NFL Network. This was on ABC. Yeah, yeah, not a word, was, not yeah, a exactly. damn word. <laughs> Those are crickets. NBA tra- trade deadline, though. Yeah. If you think about it, because they're also a slightly big Disney property, or at least client, too. And so uh, maybe it's just too much air that's being sucked out of the room by the big game as well. You just kind of assume that all this stuff happens, because we, we're all going to find out who wins the second it happens. And we all found out who was elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. Class of 2022 was delivered by Uber Eats. Lucky I could use one of those right now, an Uber or an Eats. Uh, Tony Baselli, uh, Leroy Butler, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Bryant Young, Cliff Branch, Art McNally, and Dick Vermeil all elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022. I love the bit that they do where they have them in the hotel and they knock on the doors and stuff. That's one of the... The Cookie Monster dude, guy comes and's like, you've made it. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked in the last couple of weeks of just the differing experiences that are that are Hall of Fame inductions. I think the NFL does it the best. They, well, Does it up the best. Definitely, because when he comes up and he kind of scares everybody, but then everybody realizes... You're only here for one reason, Mm -hmm. and then they start getting emotional. Um, Shout out. I I do want to specifically highlight Tony Baselli. That is an amazing, that is a perfect offensive lineman name. Yes. So that should be. Tony Baselli with the pancake. Also, a Jaguar (laughs) getting into the Hall of Fame. Jaguar. Cliff Branch, shout out to him. A wide receiver for the Raiders kind of personified Al Mm. Davis and what he wanted. And I did see on the internet, it was kind of weird. I guess I get it if you're a hardcore fan of either team, but a lot of Raiders fans kind of poo-pooing Richard Seymour and being like he's a Patriot. Like, hey, come on, he made two Pro Bowls with the Raiders. Why are we poo-pooing anybody? This is supposed to be a celebration of success and uh, end of legacy. He's a second-team All-Pro. I mean, I I guess it's just fandom. It's going to be one of those weird things. It's kind of like – No, it's one thing when they're playing each other in the field. It's another thing when we're talking about putting him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but like so when LeBron gets into the Hall of Fame, you don't think some Laker fans – they're going to be like, well, you weren't Kobe. No, I, I think the real beef is when if it's if we're talking about it, it's like, well, which jersey does he go into the Hall of Fame with? Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's where I'm looking for the actual um, confrontation. That's, I'm like, I'm not I'm not here to poo poo anybody's merit to make it into the hall. But I want to talk about the teams that got them there and who needs to go first, because Brett Favre also has a Minnesota Vikings jersey in his little area, along with Green Bay and. That meant something different five or six years ago than it does now. That's wild. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Uh, I'm kind of disappointed that Devin Hester didn't get in. He has other chances, though, right? Yeah, but I'm so, like, just Hall of Famer. I think you put him in. Like, if you're a Hall of Famer, he's the best that we've ever had at that position. So, by that definition alone, he should be in the Hall. 100%. Like, I don't care if you don't kick to him. You don't get to be like, oh, well, you're the best long snapper, but you're a long snapper. Like, no, you're the best at a position Correct. on the field. You're a game changer. You had success. You were the greatness comes in all shapes talking. and sizes. We know this to be true. All you have to say is he was the best at what he did ever. And so and it's he kind played of for annoying. the Bears. That's even more reason to, to really illustrate how great he was because the Bears were awful. Still yeah. Are.
exactly. So uh, Devin Hester, he'll get in. It was kind of disappointing seeing yeah. that. Um, sh- shall we get into the uh, you know the the big big trophy? Well, not the big big trophy because that happens on Casual Sunday. But the yeah, the- I mean briefly because we do have to get to break. What what big trophy? That's not the big big trophy that are you referring to? Uh, the MVP of the league, which went to Aaron Rodgers. Um, we I- we started the topic with or the whole segment with it. Yeah, but we didn't. We didn't. Like- oh, we didn't expand. Yeah, like, uh- I'm just. Are you upset because a lot of you know Brady Nation? I mean, there is a lot of worthy people, I think, for this award. It was between those two either way. And, I mean, I'm more interested to see what his next decision is. I, 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 for, do you even really recognize this award if you're Aaron? Because, like, in many ways, I know that he – when you've accomplished so much, except for, you know, the, the tallies of the championship that you would like there to be more of, everything else kind of falls away, right? And that's not the right – mindset to have if you think about it but he didn't seem very excited <laughs> i mean rightfully so yeah I mean, it was a bad loss a few weeks ago listen so, some brady fans were upset i'm happy about that i just my last point on this is can we please have a quarterback award and then an mvp Correct. award Thank all you. right we kind of need to do that in baseball too well they do with the cy young well, it's just like but the like, popularity contest at yeah qb award mm-hmm. and an mvp i'm adrian hernandez and that's my stance. This is the hill I'm willing to die on today. Yes. Excellent. I love that for us. And that wraps up our little NFL awards segment. And we are going to get into some NBA basketball talk because things got awkward yesterday. But here's the secret, guys. Things won't be awkward as long as you don't make it. We'll make sure it doesn't happen with us. 1140 The Bet. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Nothing in life truly means anything unless we say it does. That is a fact. That is that is real, Lindsey. Thank you. That was you're taking me aback. Say Thank that you. one more time. Uh, 
Nothing in life is real. Nothing is nothing in life is real unless we give it meaning ourselves or something like that. I like that. You know, you know this. I brought the Yoda into or Baby Yoda, excuse yes, me, Grogu, Baby Yoda in, into the studio, and it's very, very Yoda-like of you, Lindsay. What kind of voice does he does he have? Grogu. We don't know because he hasn't. He actually hasn't spoken, and even in the Boba Fett, he hasn't spoken. No, he just because he's still a baby. He's learning. So, he, but he does like um, he makes like baby sounds. <laughs> that sounds like something else. I was going to say. This is a baby, you guys. This is Grogu. Leave him alone. Leave but him alone. What you said was very wise. Hopefully he says his first words. But- yeah. And uh, ultimately, that, that sage advice that Baby Yoda and I uh, hand out from whatever the collective consciousness is, awkwardness. Something we've all dealt with at one point or another. I actually get more uncomfortable watching other people experience awkwardness versus myself. Like, karaoke bars are very uncomfortable for me. Very uncomfortable for me. I've never been. Um, I just, it makes me uncomfortable. Don't make it awkward, Kevin Durant. That's what he was telling himself last night as on TNT with Charles and and, and that entire panel is doing their broadcast, and Kevin and LeBron are picking their respective teams for the All-Star game. Kevin did everything in his power to not mention or pick or even just think about James Harden. And we have some audio. It's just too good. I'm going to need some size for sure. I'm going to need some size and um, (laughs) some defense and interior. Yeah. yeah, especially yeah. with Giannis and LeBron James Without playing question. such great basketball this year, I need somebody to offset that. So I I'm agree. gonna go with uh, Rudy Gobert. I agree. I agree. That, I agree. Worked out, that worked out nicely. That you. worked out nicely. I mean, you can't let people Good run job, through the lane baby. and dunk on it. Ask somebody to defend them back. There. Hey, let's chess, not checkers. Mm. Hey, that's a hey, when somebody checkers. want out, you let them go. Don't let them come back. I'm with you, KD. Yeah, that's why I cut my hair off. Okay, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, James Harden goes to uh, LeBron James as the final selection uh, of the All Star yeah. draft. The final one. is he? Can he? Is he? Is he? He hasn't played. Is he healthy? <laughs> Who's that? James. He hasn't played. I don't, he's I, he's like, missed, What happens if he doesn't? Oh, he got traded. He's healthy now. He's missed the last three with a with a hammy. <laughs> <laughs> and, see, and now we know why LeBron carries hey, a clipboard hey, with hey, him to the uh, to the hey, hey, LeBron. Oh my God! Right man. now, he's rubbing some ice hot on that thing. He's playing the next game. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, they have the more visual medium, and LeBron literally couldn't contain himself. He had that clipboard to basically act as a shield to his face, much like uh, those coaches on the sidelines at the big game. Oh, and, KD. Yeah, and, and just to provide some context, there were two names left on the board, James Harden and Rudy Gobert. And so <laughs> just of, of the fact that Kevin knows that you have to draw this out a little bit because this is a TV show, like we have to create, you know, some sort of narrative and conversation around it. And just like what that tap dancing is, knowing what we do for a living, Adrian, we can only imagine <laughs> It was listen, the self-soothing that is happening simultaneously. It's one of the reasons why the NBA is the best because moments like this, yeah. the same day, and they are fanning the flames. This is actively <laughs> happening. Nobody's going to break. Hours away. Nobody's overstepping it either. And and KD the entire time was just straight faced. There was oh. also a, another clip where KD asked LeBron, 
hey, can we trade for Darius? Like, what's the situation? Can we swap a couple players? And LeBron's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're not done with making trades today? Right. Oh, my God. It's Which just- is kind of brilliant to have that – have – then pick the teams the day of the actual trade deadline. But later on, Kevin Durant was on his podcast, which he's a totally different person on, obviously. Uh, and he thinks that they should pick the teams on the court when they get to the game because it's like more of an old school feel. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm all here for it. We do it with hockey all the time where we, everybody throws our, the sticks in the middle. And then you have one person take their helmet, basically put it over their eyes. And then you just start throwing one stick to the side. One stick, you're on this team, you're on this team, you're on this team, you're on this team. And just of what the, the, the of drama that. of would it be. And granted, as we just spent a few minutes talking about their their program of the lead-up show, they, they found success there, but that's more of the product of the moment rather than the product of the personalities. But you want to get the real personalities of these guys on the court, that's where you do it. And then you find out, oh, this guy's kind of irked today. He didn't pick me. Guess what? I'm going to dunk on your ass. Yeah, that's true. You know what that's I mean? True. Of just I, of, of feeling slighted right there on the playground. It almost puts you right back into that, in those same <laughs> visceral moments, right? Because we've always we've all been left as the last person to be picked at some point. Yes, uh, unfortunately, that happened to me a lot in my younger days. But I, I love it, the, the presentation-wise, for the game. But the fact that, like, the the past two years, I think last year it was it was still once again it was a I jazz player. I can't believe we had it last yeah. year still to this it, day. It was Rudy and Donovan Mitchell the last two, so then the jazz players felt disrespected. Clearly, um, and then this year for this to happen, like you can't make this up. It, it was and beautiful. they're right on top of each other in the listing too of the actual graphic on TV. It was like Gobert and then Harden right on top. All of the other names were blurred into the background. Shout out to LeBron for finessing that Hell because yeah. I, I truly don't believe that TNT. Like I think that. And we've had this years with the rule change where they have to get up to a certain score, and it's not just at the end of four quarters of basketball. Like, I do think LeBron was trying to come up with the best team, and I do think it's kind of a statement on how James is viewed in the league because not only this moment, obviously, with LeBron and KD, but if you go on social media and NBA players specifically, like, dude was kind of getting clowned like the Jazz players were last year. Yeah, and and what the saga has been just the last couple of years, it makes sense in my mind why he w- why Harden would be apprehensive to formally request a trade from the Nets because of the flack you're talking about just now, and and by doing that, you legitimize that, and you have that label of being the guy who's pushed himself out of two teams in two years, which is still going to follow you around. It's just at least we don't have it set in stone, but there absolutely is a, a change in how people view him, whether it's because of that, those couple of actions, or maybe it's the the weight fluctuation, the, the degrees of which he's willing to go to make sure he gets what he wants. And Style I, of play, I, too. Right. That is exactly where I was going because he plays a more self-indulgent type of basketball, and it works. It can work. It wasn't working super well in Brooklyn. It worked for a period of time very well in Houston and even in Oklahoma City. And I think it'll be a great fit for him down in Philadelphia. But ultimately, he has to allow himself to fit into a fabric of a culture, too. And I think that's where the players are drawing from, that he's kind of put himself on the outside of the fire. And even the players that are kind of picking up and moving to different teams every year aren't getting excommunicated in a way the same degree he is. But it just seems like he's always been that kind of lone wolf mentality uh, with the beard and everything, and 
I don't know. He he doesn't strike. He's not a huge person. We don't hear a lot from him. Yeah. Well, it's it's we hear of him. Not yeah. We he lets his him. play speak for himself, and we all kind of the rumors of the places he likes to frequent in his free time. While we're not <laughs> judging, it just creates a different type of personality and friend group, considering and, where the rest of these guys in the league are. And it doesn't help because, of course, we're we're in an era. Or I mean, fans always. What are the results? You haven't won yet. Yes. Um, the thing. And and I know we disagreed on this yesterday uh, about this trade and what this means for Philly. Like the thing that rubbed me the wrong way is not only is this the second time that, that in two years that he's asking to be, you know, leave another team. But mm-hmm. when you look at Kevin Durant last year and, and Kyrie and James were they were hurt. What was KD doing? He was playing 48 minutes. Facts. He almost led them to the finals. When you look at earlier this season, when Kyrie was making a decision not to play, when James was hurt with a hamstring. KD was carrying that team. And then the moment KD gets hurt and he's out for a month, now you want to act like, like, uh, I can't do this now. This this is too much stress. And I also like That's this. That's a great point to make, Adrian. Yeah, and this is one of these, these stories of I can't wait in five years, in ten years, whenever the case may be, when we, when we get what really happened from perspectives. Because for James, too, and I want to be fair to him, I think that James and Kevin, they were friends when they got to Oklahoma. Yeah. The year that KD made the decision to go to the Warriors, uh, James wanted him to come to Houston. And when he went to the Warriors, they didn't talk. And James said, you know what? Second time, let's try to make this work with the Nets. And then But Kyrie, oh wait, it's not the same like we were in college together anymore. And now and we're then, in a different city. And guess what? Your new buddy that's up here, Kyrie... I don't really like him, and he doesn't really like me, and now it's a weird vibe. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the thing in the Athletic, like uh, when when Kyrie played in Cleveland, there was a With moment the burning sage thing. Yeah, yes. and there, there was a moment in friction where Kyrie's burning sage, just which I get. These, these vibes are weird, and whatever. And James was kind of thrown off it, and I can't blame James or anyone no, on the net. Just like how you can't blame Kyrie because Kyrie is who he is. Yeah, and, he, and he's can talked make his about decision. at length. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure he he, he talked about indi- uh, indigenous lineage and and, and yeah. studying all of that, and. I can understand how sometimes even people like us, like I like to talk about higher level stuff or psychological stuff. Sometimes the person's reasons for doing what they do have nothing to do with the motivations that you think sometimes they were just hungry. So they stole something, right? Sometimes it's just the most obvious thing you can see. And so the overcomplication, I think of Kyrie's personality and then Kyrie's decisions. And then, I think Kevin has a different just mindset because he knows that he's in Brooklyn for the long haul. He was their second, but really he was the biggest fish, right? Mm-hmm. And so ultimately he knows that he's going to have to live with whatever Kyrie is doing. Harden never had that expectation placed upon him when he went into Brooklyn. It was always, I want to see if I can chase my chip here, and if not, I'm going to go somewhere else. Because he didn't choose to sign there. And so – with that dynamic, I think that feeds into that point that you're, you're trying to make about how when Kevin is carrying the team and then James quit on him when Kevin went down. Better leaders play anyways, if they can. They, they, they do what Kevin does and, and expect the same from James in that moment. And I think ultimately that's – you don't and James, need it. And James has. He's been yes. one of these dudes that everyone talking about rest But what have James you done for me play? lately? You, gotta, yeah. you have to pay it forward every play to your teammates, and that's how this league works because it's never had a shorter shelf life. It's never had so much turnover. I mean, in our conversation um, with Ryan McDonough that we're going to get into in the second hour, we, we talked to him about exactly that because – your actions and your behaviors and your feelings can all look like they're in alignment, but they're not. 
And the same can be said about intentions. But regardless, what transpired yesterday was a historical day in the trade deadline. And it was made 10 times better by just a moment that we all experience at some degree or another in our life where not our favorite person happens to be the one of two people we're supposed to be picking or talking about and the lengths we're willing to go to to try to save our own face or at least our own leverage in this whole situation. Lots of sports talk and all the psychological intentions. On the other side of the break, whole other hour, 11.40 the bat. We'll be back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.